This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Audible. For a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook of your choice, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 78, entitled... RZ Mask Review Plus, it's my 500-month birthday. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in, as always, uh, and, uh, you know, emailing me and, uh, you know, sort of the same things I mention each and every week. If you haven't already uh, left a review on iTunes, I would really appreciate uh, you guys uh, doing that, you can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash uh, reviews and you can read the sort of the worldwide aggregated reviews there. Um, and uh, there's a link there that you can click on to leave your review. So if you listen to the podcast regularly, you get, uh, you know, some value out of it. It's helped you in your business. Uh, one of the best ways that you can uh, just uh, let me know your feelings and let me know if I'm on the right track with the podcast is to uh, leave a review. Uh, now, uh, for this week's uh, episode, uh, actually, before I get into this week's episode, I just wanted to talk as well, I'll just touch briefly on Instagram. My Instagram following has been uh, growing uh, lately, and uh, I'd like to invite, obviously, uh, any of the listeners uh, that haven't uh, or don't follow me on Instagram to do so. You can look for Lawn Care Business Success, uh, and you'll see the um, profile picture or icon is basically the logo for the podcast. Uh, but I just wanted to touch on uh, some things. Uh, I, with the Instagram account, um, uh, basically, if you uh, follow me on Instagram, I will in turn follow you um, as long as uh, basically your Instagram account is lawn care uh, or landscaping related for the majority of it, obviously. Um, as well, uh, if your uh, Instagram account is set on private, um, I will not follow you back because I'm assuming that there's a reason you have it on private, that you don't want public to see your Instagram pages. Um, and, you, you know, you might have family pictures and things like that. Um, so if it is set on private, then I won't be following you back. Uh, so if it's on public and you followed me, I will follow you back as long as it is uh, lawn care related. Uh, the exception there obviously leaves that if your page is uh, public, but, you know, if I click on it <clears throat> uh, and see that there's not really anything lawn care or landscaping related, then um, I won't be uh, following it just because I want to stay hyper focused. Um, and when I'm, uh, you know, following somebody on Instagram, um, I completely engage with them. So I'm commenting on your pictures. I'm liking your pictures. Uh, I put a lot of effort into that. Um, 
For a while there, I was uh, uh, not following anybody on Instagram because I found that uh, there was a whole bunch of, um, you know, you'd get these random people or accounts uh, following you on Instagram and I'd look at them and be like, okay, trying to figure out uh, what would motivate them to follow my page. Um, and they'd be, you know, just, uh, their, their pages had nothing to do with, um, landscaping or lawn care or anything like that. And at first I was following everybody, anybody who liked, uh, or followed my Instagram page, I would follow them back. But then I found that there seems to be this trend where people just randomly follow these pages. And because Instagram doesn't show you, um, at least currently, uh, who's following you or who has uh, stopped following you. I guess people were using this as a tactic and they just go and follow people and, uh, you know, hope that you follow them back. And then, you know, within a, a week or so they unfollow you and then you're, you're still there following them. And you look at these accounts and they've got thousands of followers, uh, but they're only following a few people and you'd have to manually go into their accounts, look at their followers, search to see if they're still following you. Uh, and, uh, you know, it became a lot of work, especially for me, because like I say, I do engage with everybody that, uh, follows me on Instagram. If your page or your pictures are showing up on my feed, then I am going to be liking them. I'll comment on them. Um, you know, when I see uh, things that I want to comment on and it was becoming a lot of work because I was engaging, uh, and spending a lot of time on these accounts and then finding out after that, they weren't even following me back that they were, you know, just using me for, uh, I guess, uh, instant followers or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but then, you know, I discovered that there's some tools that you can use that more easily, uh, let you know and notify you if people stop following you and that way I can regulate. So then I started to get back into uh, following everybody and, uh, uh, doing all that. So, but I just came up with sort of a, sort of a guideline there, uh, so that, uh, just to keep, uh, that sort of stuff at a minimum and keep my feed uh, hyper-focused on uh, lawn care and that. And that's why I came up with the idea of, you know, as long as you follow me, I'll follow you back. Um, as long as your, your Instagram account is set on public and it is lawn care or landscaping related. Um, again, if it's set on private, I won't follow you back, assuming that it's on private for a reason. Um, and, uh, yeah, that just makes it uh, simpler. Cause like I say, I do engage, uh, pretty heavily on Instagram. It's probably where I hang out, uh, uh most of the day, uh, online, at least, you know, while I'm working, uh, throughout the day and all that stuff, I'm always checking in on Instagram. I've got my notifications turned on. So my phone is constantly, uh, lighting up, letting me pe know that people are liking my pages and stuff. Uh, you know, when I'm mowing, um, although the season's over now, but when I'm mowing, you know, after every house, I'm checking Instagram, uh, liking people's pages, all that sort of stuff. So I uh, just wanted to sort of clarify in case you guys are wondering, or if you have followed me and are wondering why I haven't followed you back, uh, it may be because your page is not on uh, public. Um, now that brings me to another uh, thing too. I've noticed a couple of, um, people who have followed me on Instagram and their, um, their accounts are clearly labeled as a landscaping business, um, serving, you know, whatever certain area or whatever, but they have it set on private. And to me, that makes no sense. If you are a landscaping business and you're using Instagram for your business, it should be set on public. You don't want to have, uh, people, 
having to ask for permission to see what it's all about. That's like having your uh, website and saying, uh, you know, here's such and such company come, you know, my website is, uh, you know, Joe's lawn care and landscaping.com. And if you want to see it, just email me first for permission and I'll uh, give you access to it. That makes no sense. Uh, for a business, you should absolutely 100% have your Instagram account public. Um, you know, if people uh, follow you that you don't approve of, you can always, um, you know, block them and, uh, that after, but, um, don't, uh, don't make genuine, uh, you know, potential clients or potential people looking on Instagram for businesses and stuff in your area have to ask for permission to see your account. Just a thought. Maybe I'm out to lunch on that, but that's just how I think. Uh, obviously, if your Instagram account is just your family and friends stuff, then, you know, perfect. Keep it on private. Um, but for any sort of, you know, uh, landscaping business and stuff, it should be kept on uh, public. Now, um, this week's uh, episode is mainly about the RZ Industries mask. Now, I'm sure you guys, uh, if obviously talking about Instagram here, uh, if you guys have been on Instagram and you follow lawn care companies, I'm sure a bunch of you will have seen pictures of uh, the RZ Industries mask. Uh, they've been popping up everywhere. Very, very popular uh, dust filtration masks, as well as uh, for odor odors and stuff like that uh, as well. Uh, so um, I wrote a um, review on the mask. I uh, actually contacted RZ and said, you know, I've been looking at your uh, mask. I see them popping up all, you know, all over my Instagram feed from... Uh, you know, popular uh, Instagram accounts and uh, YouTubers um, like BNB and uh, that sort of thing. So I asked them if they would be willing to uh, send me out an RV ma or RZ mask for me to uh, uh, try out and use and uh, review and uh, that I would talk about it on the podcast and uh, write a review on uh, the um uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com uh, website in the uh, blog section. So they responded and said, uh, absolutely. So they sent me out uh, a mask and I requested a, uh, a black colored mask so that uh, it would um, match my uh, uniforms and, and uh, branding as you all are probably aware if you've listened to this uh, podcast for any length of time that, uh, you know, branding is always important to me. So keeping the color consistent with my shirts and all that sort of stuff. So I got to use the, the, our, uh, M2 mask. Uh, and basically this is a, uh, cloth, basically a two part mask. It's, uh, the M2 version is a, uh, outer cloth shell. It reminds me a lot of, um, those sort of exoskeleton, uh, type motorcycle jackets that you see that are sort of a mesh outside, um, to make them breathable and stuff in hot weather. Um, it's that sort of idea where it's just a, a fabric mesh on the outside, but it has replaceable paper filters on the inside uh, that attach uh, using the exhaust valves. 
So there's these two exhaust valves, one on each side of the mask. Um, they basically come apart and the paper filters have uh, holes in them where the exhaust valves go through and by attaching the exhaust valves to the mask and, and basically uh, threading them on and tightening them, it holds the paper filter in the inside. Now, the nice thing about this obviously is that, um, you know, the outer shell can be cleaned, uh, as well as the inner paper filters can be changed out and they offer three different versions of their, uh, inner filter. They have, um, their first version, uh, which is called the F1. And it's basically their standard particulate filter. Uh, and, but it has an, uh, internal active carbon filter or carbon element uh, inside sandwiched, I guess, between the paper uh, filter for uh, fumes and odor. So that's, uh, uh, you know, to cut down on the smells and stuff, uh, as well as obviously um, filtering out uh, dust and debris and all that sort of stuff. Now, their second option is called the F2. And this is basically uh, a more um, uh, strict filtration system. It's the HEPA version, the HEPA filter. I'm sure you guys have heard of, uh, you know, popular with vacuums and all that stuff. You, you, I'm sure you've seen the commercials with Dyson vacuums and stuff, and they've got their HEPA filters and all that stuff. So it's the high efficiency particulate air filter. Uh, so it features way better particulate filtration, uh, but it doesn't come with the active carbon core for fumes. So this is perfect for, uh, you know, really fine dust, um, and in places where you don't need the uh, fumes and things uh, to be filtered out as well, where the air is uh, uh, not um, contaminated by that sort of stuff. The third is uh, the F3 filter. Now, this is their premium filter offering. It is both the uh, has the HEPA filtration layer on the outside, but it also includes the carbon core for fumes. So this is the best of uh, both worlds. You get the maximum um, particulate filtration plus the uh, ability for odors and fumes to be filtered out as well. So this is a pretty neat uh, idea to be able to, uh, you know, change out uh, the filters and you can even have, uh, you know, different filters on the go and have, uh, you know, if you're using uh, one for one, uh, you could be using the HEPA filter for one thing and then switch to the other if you need the, uh, you know, carbon um, filtration, uh, basically depending on what you're uh, sort of using it for, um, you know. I know the RZ uh, masks are very popular uh, with motorsports, dirt biking, ATVing, all that sort of stuff. So I can see the um, uh, carbon filter being important in that, especially if you're out there and you're uh, following, uh, say, friends in trails and stuff. And, uh, you know, you're back behind them and there's uh, a lot of exhaust fumes and things like that that you may be uh, driving through or riding through. Uh, where that uh, active carbon layer would be really, really helpful for that. On the lawn care side, it's both actually, uh, depending on uh, the sorts of equipment. But with most of the stuff, obviously, it's all gas and two stroke um, and, uh, you know, mixed fuel, all that sort of stuff. So there is a lot of fumes present. And depending on the equipment, I know for me at least, my aerator is probably one of the biggest. Um, uh, problems in that area is, uh, with, uh, with my aerator, I've got the Bluebird 424 and it's got the, the, um, 
the uh, muffler, sorry, I had to uh, think about that. The muffler is facing backwards. So it's facing at the operator. So every time I do a day of aerating with the aerator, it's a fantastic machine, but my clothes completely reeks of exhaust fumes, um, you know, and basically, you know, I can't uh, rewear a shirt or a sweater or something like that if I've got that uh, for that day, if it's a cold day or something. Because that clothing is just absolutely smelling like uh, exhaust fumes. Um, so, you know, using the RZ mask uh, during aerating uh, would be a good thing with uh, as long as you have that active carbon filter. Because obviously, if your clothes are smelling like exhaust fumes and all that, then uh, there, obviously there's a, a pretty, uh, you know, good chance that you're also breathing in all of those exhaust fumes and all that. So any sort of way to, um, you know, have uh, uh, that protection towards your lungs. Besides, I think most people think of just uh, the dust aspect of it. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as lawn care goes, uh, which is obviously a huge part, uh, mulching leaves can be uh, completely nasty. For me, in the springtime, I've got a few clients in areas where there's these big cottonwood trees. And once the pollen starts going, I can be absolutely hacking uh, when the mower is, uh, you know, uh, I'm mowing even just the lawn. The lawn's covered and uh, you're mowing and it just gets in the air and you're breathing it. And then I can't stop sneezing and uh, hacking and stuff. And it's it's pretty gross. So, you know, in those times, the other big one for me too is uh, when I'm putting down lime. I use uh, the Dolapril lime, but any uh, sort of lime product is, uh, you know, traditionally very, very dusty. And when you're even just pouring, you know, the bag into the hopper of your uh, fertilizer spreader, the dust gets everywhere. I know that, uh, you know, I get covered in dust. My clothes I can see is sort of in that brown dust of the Dolapril. Uh, you know, if you go and blow your nose later with a tissue, you can see all that brown uh, dust mixed in with your mucus. So, you know, there's uh, in the lawn care industry and landscaping industry, there's a lot of times where uh, things are very dusty. Uh, the other really big offender for me is power raking here. You know, we power rake in the spring. Uh, you have to do it when it's dry so that, you know, it effectively does a good job. And it's just so dusty, uh, especially here with the moss and stuff. You're removing it. The moss spores become airborne. It's just really nasty stuff. And you can find yourself again hacking the rest of the day. So having a good safety mask uh, doing lawn care uh, is, uh, you know, a great thing. Now, traditionally, you know, if you're using just cheap paper masks and stuff like that, you're getting, you know, some of that dust filtration. Uh, but sometimes I found it wasn't too effective. It would uh, leak out the sides. Um, you know, you'd still get the dust creeping in through the, the corners and stuff. As well, it offers no uh, protection for, um, you know, the fumes and stuff. So you wouldn't typically, and I have never typically used a mask uh, for something like aerating, uh, because there's no dust involved. But I'll tell you, I am now, uh, now that I know that it has the active carbon layer and know that my clothes with that particular aerator, at least with the exhaust being faced backwards towards the operator, um, and knowing that my clothes just absolutely reeks, inevitably I'm breathing in those fumes. So having any sort of, uh, 
you know, protection against that is fantastic. And the RZ uh, mask provides that. Now, you know, along with the interchangeable filters and all that, it has kind of like your traditional on a paper cheap disposable mask. They have that little metal strip at the top by your nose that you can squeeze to sort of adjust and tighten around your nose. The RZ mask employs that same sort of design, but it's just a heavier duty uh, metal clip that you can squeeze to sort of, uh, you know, get that custom fit around your nose. And then it has just two straps uh, with Velcro at the ends that go around your neck, uh, around the, the back of your neck and attach there. So it's very easy to put on and off. You don't have to, there's no, um, you know, other straps that go over the top of your head or anything like that. Um, so there's no need to even remove your hat, um, or your hearing protection. I wear big, uh, you know, ear muffs, um, Bluetooth ear muffs, and, uh, you know, I don't even have to take them off or take my hat off or anything to, uh, take the mask on and off because it's just attaching uh, around the back of your neck. So you put it on your face and strap it uh, to the back and there's no, uh, you know, uh, on a traditional respirator that might have, uh, uh, rubberized elastics and stuff to adjust. There's no pulling of, um, you know, straps or anything to tighten. It's just all done with the Velcro, uh, back much like a, uh, a hat would be, um, with the adjustment on the back of a hat where you have one side, it's got the hook and the other side has got the loop. And, you know, depending on how far you pull it is how tight the, uh, the mask goes on. So very, very easy. Now, I use the mask extensively. I use it for uh, hours at a time, and it was always, for me, very comfortable. Uh, they have different sizing options. Now, they have uh, basically three versions. They have a small or youth size, which is for users up to 125 pounds. So this is your um, your body weight. So up to 125 pounds would be the small youth size. Then the next is the regular slash large size. This is the size that I used, and it's for adults up to 215 pounds maximum. And then after that, they have the extra large, which is for anybody uh, 215 pounds or heavier. Um, uh, so, uh, a little bit larger size there. Um, and the, uh, the nice thing about these masks is they're available in 12 different, uh, uh, colors. Uh, so you can match your uniforms like I did. Uh, I went for the all black, but they've got, you know, there was red and safety yellow and uh, some with black trim. Um, and, uh, the black, uh, like I said, looks very, very nice for me uh, with uh, my uniforms. I've got all black shirts and black trailer and hats and vests and jackets. Everything is black with my logos and stuff. So having uh, that black mask uh, just continues that branding for me. Uh, but like I say, uh, if your uh, shirts are red or blue or something like that, you know, they've got 12 different colors to choose from that you can uh, match up if that's your thing. Uh, and, uh, the nice thing too, is also, uh, in the package they sent me, it was just a normal, you know, blister type pack, the sort of thing you'd find maybe on an end cap at a store or something like that. And it had the mask and it also came with two of the filters and a nice little zippered bag that was sort of, uh, the shape of, uh, uh, like an envelope with a zipper at the top. Uh, so it was a nice fabric bag with the RV, uh, RZ Industries logos and stuff on it. Um, and a nice little quick uh, attach clip. 
uh, as well. Uh, so a great place to store your extra filters and store the mask uh, when you're not using it and have that nice handy clip that you could clip it onto uh, maybe a section in your trailer or something like that. Uh, so like I say, it was very comfortable to use. Um, it did a great job at filtering out. I didn't uh, hack or anything uh, doing all my um, fall fertilizing uh, and pouring that Dolapril lime each and every time where I've always had issues with before. Uh, so it did a great job with that. Now, um, I look forward to uh, actually trying it in the spring with that power raking, like I say, because that's, uh, uh, you know, one of the biggest things. And then those uh, that cottonwood trees is uh, one of the uh, areas, the neighborhoods that I really do not look forward to mowing each spring. Uh, so it'll be great to have this uh, yeah, on my side. Uh, now. Uh, the only, you know, to be fair and looking for a downside or, or something, you know, for me, it was uh, very comfortable. I know I've heard some people say uh, uh, that the mask seems to fall down off their face. Um, now, I think, you know, that's just a matter of adjustment is on that nose clip, right? You just need to uh, squeeze that nose clip a little bit tighter and... Uh, for me, I had no issue. If it, if I left it loose, then yes, it would fall down off my face. But as long as I, you know, tightened that nose clip down around my nose, then there was no issue with it. Uh, it stayed up uh, all day long. Now, so, you know, looking for what what is an issue with it, what could uh, be perceived a problem. Now, what I found was when I wore my safety glasses, it still did, even if I, you know, had it squeezed up around my nose, that little nose clip, that some of the hot air, um, you know, did escape a little bit around the corners of my nose and would start to fog up uh, my safety glasses. Now, nowhere near as bad as other, you know, traditional masks and stuff. And this, I would attribute to the fact that it has the two large, uh, you know, one-way exhaust valves, right? Positioned in front of your mouth and nostrils. Um, so that, you know, cuts down on that, uh, uh, you know, bit of, uh, hot air that leaks out, but it did have some hot air. And truthfully, I didn't spend a lot of time messing around with it because I wear my safety glasses for, you know, using my weed whacker primarily on, uh, uh, you know, a daily basis, right? Um, now, when it comes to mowing, I usually take them off. If it's raining, I pretty much have to take them off because uh, they get fogged up anyways. Um, so I'll only use them on a rainy day uh, for the actual uh, weed whacking where there is, uh, you know, that potential for flying objects. Uh, but when I'm mowing and stuff, you know, I'm doing customers' lawns that are uh, well taken care of. I know there's not debris and stuff in them. Uh, so I just mow and I'm bagging. You know, it's uh, not an issue with uh, objects flying up and stuff. So I don't usually wear my glasses anyways. So I just found with, you know, the types of jobs that I would be doing, for example, if I was mulching leaves or uh, if I'm aerating uh, and wanting to filter out that uh, exhaust fumes um, or if I'm uh, you know, mowing, um, you know, there's not much need for wearing the safety glasses anyways. Um, you know, the only times, uh, I would need to is if I was trimming, but I don't usually, uh, would need, uh, a dusk mask while I'm trimming. Um, even in that springtime and stuff, the only time that that, um, you know, 
dust became an issue uh, was during the mowing or, you know, the pollen became an issue was during the mowing when the vacuum or the mower is trying to bag it. And, you know, it's causing a lot of uh, disruptance in the air and stuff and making that happen. So for me, it wasn't an issue. I didn't even end up um, messing around with it too much. I saw that they fogged up a little bit. Like I say, it wasn't as bad as normal. I could have continued, but I just took the glasses off anyways, because it was like, you know, I don't need the glasses anyways. I, I wouldn't be wearing them in the first place for you know, mowing and stuff. I just, uh, I put them on to see if it would impede with the glasses, if it was something that, uh, would cause a problem and that, uh, so like I say, that's the only sort of downside I found was that if you're wearing safety glasses, at least for me, um, you know, it, it fogged up a little bit. Now this is, you know, I'm sort of, uh, you know, hesitant in saying this because it's completely, you know, different for everybody. Everybody's face is going to be completely different. Um, so that's why I don't, you know, it's a little bit of a downside, but not, um, too bad with some people, you may not get any, and I'm sure with other people, you may get a lot. It all depends on, you know, how tight, I guess you pinch that, uh, uh, metal clip on the top and, uh, you know, how you wear the mask, right? Uh, so that's why it's sort of like, it's not really a definitive answer because it all depends on how people are wearing it, how tight they're going to put the mask on, how tight they're going to put that clip uh, around the nose, uh, you know, and how you wear your glasses. If you wear them farther out on your nose, if you wear them closer to your face, the types of glasses, you know, some of them have, um, uh, that foam trim on the inside of the safety glasses where, you know, that's going to block, um, that air anyways. So, you know, with mine, my glasses don't have that foam trim. They're just open. So that little bit of air escaping, that's why it's sort of like, I'm like, eh, it's a, it's a downside just because, Hey, you know, I want to be uh, objective in saying, you know, I, there's something uh, wrong with it and not make it sound like everything's like fantastic and stuff. Cause, uh, people don't tend to, uh, you know, uh, believe your reviews. If you're uh, saying stuff like that, uh, they make it, you know, seem like it's uh, a fake review or something. So I just want to be honest and say that, you know, this is what I found. This is what I liked. And, you know, there's that one thing, but you know, it's completely subjective on to the person and the type of glasses uh, that you're using would make a huge difference as well. Um, so would I recommend the uh, M2 mask? Uh, I definitely would for uh, any lawn care uh, company or anybody for that matter. Uh, if you have any sort of need for a filtration mask and you're tired of the look um, and the uh, lack of filtration with those disposable masks, um, you know, for me, the paper masks, they just aren't as effective Um you know, they wear out very quickly. So you're having to constantly replace them. Yes. You know, they are very cheap. Um, but I also just don't like the look of them. Uh, the white, uh, uh paper mask, it just gets really dirty. It looks kind of cheesy. I think, uh, that's what sort of, uh, drew me to the, um, uh, M2 mask is that it gives you that, uh, you know, keeps that branding, keeps that professional look, um, with your uh, uniforms and all that, um, and gives you that maximum filtration without having to use a, a bulky respirator or anything like that. And that's what really drew me to it. Now, if the, um, 
fabric version of the mask. The M1 uh, is what it's called, uh, the one that I use, but they also have a M2 version. Um, or sorry, the M2, I'm confused here. The M2 is the one that I used. That is the fabric version, uh, but they have also a M1 mask. Now this one is made out of neoprene, so that uh, slightly thicker, um, sort of a foamy, spongy material that... Um, you know, things like a, a, a diver's wetsuit would be made out of, or if you've ever, uh, uh, you know, used um, uh, w- uh, waders and stuff, uh, if you're a fisherman and you go and you have those like uh, waders that you wear, uh, they're sort of that um, same neoprene uh, sort of material. So obviously being a solid material, what this one has is it's got a bunch of holes uh, cut out in it to let the air pass through to the paper filter on the inside. So it has a very unique look, the M1 version of the mask. Um, the neat thing is that they also are able to then print out uh, different designs and stuff. So you can get some really radical um, graphics and stuff on the M1 version um, of the masks. Uh, so it might be something uh, to look into if you really want sort of a, uh, you know, a dramatic look. Also, uh, I've noticed on the website that there is opportunity for uh, custom branding and stuff on a mask. So that may be something uh, if you're maybe doing a larger order for a bigger company or something that you may be able to get your own branding put on the masks or something. A possibility. Um but uh, for me, I think, and for most people, the uh, M2 is uh, probably uh, the best one. Although some of those cool custom graphics are uh, neat looking, uh, may not be the most professional look to have, uh, uh, say, a skull uh you know, face mask or something uh, when you're doing your lawn care and stuff. Uh, maybe super cool for, uh, you know, if you're a pro um, ATV or dirt biker or something like that. Uh, but like I say, on a professional sort of uh, um, professional look, business sort of look, um, you know, maybe just the solid color matching your company colors is what I would personally suggest. So the M2 uh, is the... Uh, definitive choice for me uh in that respect uh so i'm just checking my uh review here to see if there's anything i left off um no i think that about does it so like like i say in closing i would recommend it to anybody uh that uh would like to have a good filtration system without using big heavy respirators and stuff like that um and keep that look and keep that sort of branding and stuff uh, consistent with your uh company so if you want to check out uh uh the um RZ mask uh, you can do so uh, directly uh, at their website, and you can use my uh, link at uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash RZ mask. Now, I'll also have a written review up on uh, uh, the Success.com website. Uh, so if you'd like to read that or look into that, it should be up uh, within, uh, if, if it's not up already, um, by the time this uh, podcast uh, is released, then in the next day or so. Uh, and you can do that at uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash RZ mask review. Uh, and you can uh, go there and look at some pictures and uh, read my uh, 
basically written review of the uh, RZ mask. So uh, that uh, about does it for the review part. I'm just going to break for the podcast announcements and then uh, we'll get into the second part of the show uh, about uh, it being my 500th month birthday. And I'll explain what that's all about. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do. So I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook of your choice. There's no long-term commitments and you can cancel any time. And get this. Even if you cancel during the trial period, you get to keep your free audiobook. It's a great way to try the service and see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so like I said, the second part of the show today is kind of a quirky and unique um, uh, topic. And like I said there, it's my 500 month birthday. Now, how I got into this or thought about this uh, was just by sort of chance last year. I'm not sure um, how I started thinking about it, but I started thinking about how when you have a baby or you have a a child, um, you know, for the first year uh, and even up to the first two years, you you know, you'll, you'll go up to a new parent and you'll ask them, you know, you'd be talking about the kid and ask them how old they are. And they'll say, you know, six months old or, you know, nine months old. And then even after that first year, they'll tend to say, you know, the, the kid is 18 months old. And I started to think, you know, that's pretty interesting. People are always talking about how, you know, your, uh, you know, how old you are and you, and you, think of it in terms of years, but what if you were to think about it in terms of months? Um, and, uh, you know, I started to calculate and I did this actually, um, like I say, almost a year ago and I calculated, I was at, you know, 400 and, um, 80 something or something months old. Um, I'm, uh, now 41 uh, and 41 and probably three quarters. Um, and my birthday's coming up in March, uh, of next year and I'll be turning 42. And I found that, uh, you know, uh, at the 41 and, um, you know, six month or seventh month or something like that, or eighth month, I can't remember exactly, um, that it actually coincides with being 500 months old. Uh, so that just came actually, uh, on, you know, on the 14th of this month, uh, that passed, uh, it hit my 500 month birthday and actually hit or put a reminder in my phone a year ago that, uh, you know, my 500 month birthday was coming up. So when the day hit, my phone, uh, you know, alerted me to this. And then I just started going around with my wife and kids and saying, Hey, it's my birthday. It's my father, my brother, my birthday. And my wife was like, what, what do you want a cake or something? And I said, yeah, I want a cake. So, uh, we were actually, you know, at separate locations with the kids, uh, at their different soccer practices and stuff. And when I came home, she actually bought me a pie from the store and, uh, 
we celebrated my 500th month birthday. And I started to think about this in terms of motivation. And I looked up, um, you know, what the average life expectancy of people is. And ironically, the average life expectancy in, uh, you know, the highest average life expectancy was uh, listed in, uh, according to Wikipedia, is listed in Japan, followed by Switzerland, Singapore, Australia, Spain, uh, Iceland, Italy, Israel, Israel, Sweden, France, uh, the Republic of Korea, uh, Canada, uh, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Norway, Malta, then New Zealand, Aus- Austria, Ireland, the United Kingdom, Belgium, Finland, Portugal, Germany, Greece, uh, Slovenia, Denmark, Cyprus, Chile, Costa Rica, and then the United States, uh, and then every other country below that. Uh, and just in that range of the countries that uh, I uh, listed there, the top being Japan, uh, with an average life expectancy of 83.7, uh, 83 years, seven months, basically, uh, down to uh, Canada, where I'm from was 82, uh, years and two months, the average, uh, Australia, um, where was Australia? Australia was in fourth with 82 point, uh, 82 years and eight months, um, New Zealand, 81.6. And then the United States, uh, there was 79 years and three months. Uh, and then it goes down from there with every other country. Um, so just in that range, if you were to look at the top, Japan, 83, uh, years and seven months would roughly and almost exactly, uh, put you in the 1000 month range for the life expectancy. And I thought, isn't that ironic? Now, every other, um, like those top, uh, or highest life expectancies, uh, and this is uh, taking into effect, uh, both sexes. So male and female for those countries, um, you know, it all being, you know, like I said, Japan, 83.7, Switzerland, 83.4, Singapore, 83.1, Australia, 82.8. It all puts you in that sort of general range of uh, what you could expect or what you would calculate uh, to be um, 1,000 months, which is basically uh, 83 uh, years and a few months there. Um, so let me just, uh, do a calculation and I'll figure that out quickly. Okay. So after a quick calculation, uh, 1000 months, uh, divided by 12 months comes out to 83.333 years. And, uh, like I said, uh, with those top countries all being in that range, um, you could effectively say that if you're lucky enough to live, uh, to the average expectancy you have a thousand months from the time you're born to do everything that you want to do and everything that you could set out to do and to reach your potential. Now, obviously none of us know when we're coming and when we're going, um, you know, and when our time will be up, but knowing and sort of putting into perspective you know, that average age 
And instead of breaking it into years, you know, you can say, yes, you know, the average expectancy is 83 years, say, and that, you know, that is the, you know, the best option that you can think of is 83 years is the best average. Now, obviously you can live longer than this. Um, but chances are that is the maximum, uh, you know, based on, uh, the averages, that is the maximum that you could expect. And like I say, with that, it's ironic that it sort of, uh, you know, kind of coincides with that 1000 months, um, Switzerland, uh, and, uh, Singapore actually have, uh, their second and third there actually have the, the closest with Singapore being 83.4 months and, or sorry, Swiss, yeah, Switzerland being 83.4 and Singapore being 83.1 months. And the 1000 mark would be 83.3, uh, mark. So they're both one above and one below in second and third place. So to say and to think that you possibly have a thousand months, where are you on your journey and what have you accomplished and what, goals do you have in your mind that you need to get done? Now, I always make the joke, uh, you know, to friends and stuff who tell me that, uh, um, you know, they have trouble sleeping and all that sort of stuff. And I always say, you know what? I don't worry about it. I go to bed late. I wake up early and I'll have plenty of time to catch up on my sleep when I'm gone. Um, and I sort of have that thinking about what is it that I want to do and, uh, you know, and always being mindful that I know the end is near. I don't know when, but just by going on this number and knowing that I just had my 500th month birthday, I just hit the, uh, proverbial halfway mark and that, uh, you know, I've only got half to go. Um, you know, I've only got, if I'm lucky, another 41 years, if I were to reach that maximum potential, have I accomplished everything I want to accomplish? Am I satisfied with where I am in my life right now? There is obviously things that I am very grateful for my wife, my marriage, my kids, my friends, good health, but that can all change. There's no guarantees in life. And, you know, your potential is probably at this point being untapped. It's probably not being maximized to what you could, uh, you know, set out to do. And it's very important to realize that and be very important I'm sorry, and it's very important to be mindful of the fact that there is that um, essential, essentially time limit. And yes, you don't know, you know, you could be gone tomorrow. But having, because you don't know the exact, um, you know, definitive end, use that 1,000 months as a guideline. You have 1,000 months. Where are you on your journey on that 1,000 months? And, you know, knowing that, you can set your goals more effectively. Not knowing your goals or not knowing your time limit, 
you know, you essentially just say, okay, I want to do this. 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 But you have no sort of timeline of when you want to do it. By using, say, that 1,000 month limit, you can break down those tasks into sort of monthly objections and figure out, okay, this year, you know, I've got this many months, which is this many years broken down to this many months each year. What do I need to do each month? What are my goals for each month to get to where I want to be? So that when I get to that end, when I get close to that 1000 months, I have accomplished everything that I have set out to accomplish. And I have, you know, greatly met and exceeded my expectations. You know, when you get your report card as a kid, I'm not sure if this is the same in the United States and stuff, but with my wife being a teacher, I know, and it's actually report card time right now, but just before uh, the Christmas break. So she's doing report cards and it's all, you know, she teaches elementary school. So it's all based on expectations and whether the uh, person is meeting expectations uh, or exceeding those expectations or below expectations. So what are your expectations for yourself? What is it that you want? Is it a fancy new car? Is it a house to be paid off? Is it uh, vacations? Is it to be um, self-employed and to have employees eventually? Everybody's going to have a different answer there. But you have to take the steps to get to those expectations and to realize those goals. It's not enough to sit and wish for them. You have to take action. If you're sitting in a job right now doing something that you don't like and you're thinking about starting a lawn care business and it's something that's calling to you like it was for me uh, those many years ago over and over again every time I would see um you know, somebody, and I would think to lawn care and the freedom that it looked like it provided. What is it that you need to do to take that next step? It's not going to happen unless you find the courage to do what needs to be done. Now, this doesn't mean to go and blindly, um, you know, just quit your current job with no regard for uh, the bills that you have to pay and stuff. But it does mean that you can put a plan in place and knowing that you have that 1000 month limit can help you to set those goals more effectively to a timeline. So you can figure out, okay, I have a job, but if I start, you know, my business now and work on this this month, then that'll lead to that next month. And then, you know, come spring, I can start putting out those flyers. I can work on my website now, start building interest, you know, purchase that first mower or use the current homeowner mower that I have right now, get my foot in the door, make some money you know, work on the side on my days off, blah, 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 do that sort of thing. And then by year two, year three, you know, those months fly by the next thing, you know, you know, that 1000 month will be right on you. You'll be getting ready to celebrate that 1000 month birthday. And will you look back on those last 1000 months and say, you know, you're proud of yourself that you did everything that you could and you, that you set out to do and that you accomplished your goals. 
Now, this doesn't mean you have to be rigid about those goals. Goals will change, you know, and, and opportunities will lead. And maybe lawn care isn't what you'll do forever, but it will get you to the next step. And you may not know what that is, but you'll know at the time. But just moving forward and, you know, just reaching and striving to reach your potential. For me, it's a little bit, you know, sobering to think that I'm at the halfway mark. That I look back on the past 500 months and go, you know, do I like what I've done in the past? Where can I find room for improvement? What could I do differently? Because the, you know, even being at the halfway mark, the advantage is that I still have, you know, theoretically halfway to go. But when you get to that 1000 mark, there's only looking back. You know, you don't have the option uh, so much um, for time to make huge changes. The time is now. So where are you on your 500 month birthday timeline? Did you pass it already? Not knowing, um, you know, where, where, where are you off to next? Uh, and if you haven't, uh, hit your 500 month birthday now, knowing, uh, that you have a 500 month birthday coming up, and how that relates to the average expectancy to, uh, you know, modern day humans. Does that change your thinking? Does that motivate you in any way to get uh, yourself started and get you in the direction of your goals and dreams? I hope it helps out a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope you find uh, uh, value in this episode. So I think that about uh, covers uh, what I wanted to talk about uh, for this week. Um, Again, if you haven't followed me on Instagram, please do so. I'd love to uh, have you guys uh, follow me. It's a great way to interact with me. Like I said, it's where I hang out uh, uh, most of the day, all day long uh, is on Instagram, especially coming here through the wintertime. I'll be checking in more and more often. Uh, although I don't know if that's even possible as I'm already checking in uh, uh, quite frequently on Instagram and engaging uh, with uh, followers. Uh, and as well, if you can uh, or have found value in this podcast, uh, in this particular episode or in episodes in the past, um, you know, reach out to me. Uh, let me know what you think. You can either uh, contact me directly. You can go to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact, or you can go to, um, you know, I'd really appreciate the iTunes review. And again, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash reviews will take you to the website. You can see what others have said in the past from all different uh, parts of the world. And, uh, you know, it'll give you a link there to go through iTunes and leave your own review. Um, so, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.